0: Oh yeah, good morning everybody, hope everyone is having an amazing day, it's Tuesday, that's right, it's Tuesday, June 20th, and today is National American Eagle Day, oh yeah, National Hike with a Geek Day, and I'm going to murder this one, Gretchen, National Coogan Amanian Day, it's some type of bread, National Ice Cream Soda Day. It's World Productivity Day, so make sure that you go to work today, as well as International Nystagmus Awareness Day and World Refugee Day, followed by, oh yeah, get ready for this one. Today is National Vanilla Milkshake Day. That's right. It's also Tuesday, and Smoky Vanilla will be over here later today. Since it is National Vanilla Milkshake Day But thank you for joining us And getting high at 9 with us It's also high noon on the East Coast And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us On all social media platforms Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top hand corner of your screen To find out where we live on the internet And we're live every day on YouTube And audio only We're not on Clubhouse today But we will probably be over there tomorrow or something Or we're going to figure something else out But nonetheless, kicking it off We have the Dope Dad himself That's right, it's Rico LeMeat. The Quasimodo caretaker and the baby Zozo specialist. That's right. It's the dope dad himself, Rico LaMite
1: Jason, Rico can't hear you.
0: Rico, can you not hear me? And apparently,
1: even though we sound like garbage to ourselves, we sound all right to the girls.
0: Mm -hmm. Rico. Rico, Rico, you.
1: Can't hear you.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go into my story then. I, I don't know what else to do, but I guess we will. We will. I mean, geez, Louise. Um, I don't know if I'm feeling this discord thing. I think we're going to try to find something else. But Gretchen, you're going to love this story today. Philly City Council members want to restrict conversion Of medical marijuana dispensaries for future adult use. Two Philadelphia City Council members, Republican Brian J. O'Neill and Democrat Curtis Jones Jr., are moving to block existing medical marijuana dispensaries in their districts from switching to adult use sales in the future. The proposed legislation would cover parts of North, East, West and Northwest Philadelphia and dictates that medical marijuana dispensaries shall not include a person authorized to dispense marijuana for adult use or other non-medical purposes. O'Neill and Jones said that when the medical marijuana uh, distributors in their districts met with neighborhood groups, they swore that they wouldn't sell adult-use products. In a quote. They have operated in a fairly good way on the medical side, no complaints, no crowds, no robberies, Jones said. Now, every, now everybody wants to safeguard their right to transfer to adult use, but if you look at what retail brings, it's a different customer base, a different threat. They say while adult use marijuana is not allowed in Pennsylvania, O'Neill, who represents far northeast Philadelphia, said his allies in Harrisburg have told him legalization is probably coming in a quote with a new governor and a new legislature. It will happen in the next one to three years from what everybody I talked to in Harrisburg is saying O'Neill said the Pennsylvania Cannabis Coalition is contesting the council members legislation with their uh, president Jamie Ware calling it uh, dis- disastrous for existing operations that have already sunk millions into security infrastructure and face steep state regulatory hurdles if they want to move. Uh, there are three medical marijuana distributors in Jones District and two in O'Neill's District at a city council hearing on Wednesday, where argued that the legislation would put these existing operators at a disadvantage to both future legal entrance to the market and illegal operators. Allowing the 16 current operators in Philadelphia the ability to operate adult use when the time comes will help uh, keep people in these neighborhoods from purchasing from the illegal market, Where said this bill puts five of 16 dispensaries at a serious competitive disadvantage just just for locating their businesses in these council councilmanic districts they say o'neill argues that the legislation is just meant to force the existing distributors to meet with community groups again if they want to try to start selling adult use products and many philadelphia city council members have long favored a theory um universal in other jurisdictions that activities barred under the zoning code do not constitute a hard ban applicants can seek variances or special exemptions from the zoning board of of adjustment which is more liberal in the rulings in favor of applicants than its counterparts elsewhere and at least um if there isn't community or council opposition prior Before cases can reach a hearing, however, they must meet with local registered community organization. The community group can then support or oppose them at the zoning hearing, which is not determinative, but can sway the board's opinion. Marijuana advocates argue that a trip to the zoning board is no simple matter, incurring legal fees and adding uncertainty to the process. In recent years, the burden has only grown greater as Wait times ballooned during the pandemic to over a half a year before many cases are even heard. And if opponents are determined to fight a proposal, cases can drag on for years. A spokesperson for the zoning board did not immediately respond to a request for comment on steps being taken to um, uh, amalorate the wait times. But O'Neill said he has heard that changes in uh, changes is in the offing. Well, that's what they say. In a quote, he says, I'm confident that they're getting that under control, said O'Neill. I've been told that there is no opposition. They're moving cases on an expedited track, and they won't be penalized in the same way as the ones that are fighting in the neighborhood. The cannabis limitation legislation faces only a final vote, likely to come next Thursday at the council's last session before summer recess. The bill fails squarely within the tradition council members' uh pre, pre- pregorative where the whole council votes in favor of a land use and st- or street or streets bill in a direct members territory as a result the b- the bill is all but certain to pass Pu and that is what we have going on in philadelphia but i'll tell you what Philly, Philly, Philly. You guys need to work on your crime weight before you guys are going to think you guys are going to be able to have all this adult-use cannabis for sale because they're already trying to say that you guys are undesirables as far as the clientele base. But um, I'm going to digress, and this is Jason Beck reporting for the Hyatt 9 News. What do you all have to say about this? Or can you guys even talk? You guys may not even be able to talk. You guys may not be able to say anything. Who knows? We're experiencing some technical difficulties. I apologize.
2: I I couldn't really hear what you said, to be honest. Okay.
0: Well, that sucks for you. <laughs> I couldn't hear a word you said either. It sounds like you
2: were sipping the lean, bro. It sounds like you're sipping the lean all night.
0: Ain't no one sipping uh, lean over uh, here, bro. That shit's stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just, that's what it sounds like.
0: I can't hear anything you're saying Rico Why why, why are we having so many issues today Adam What's going on Really We don't know how to work our systems That's the answer That's the fucking most stupidest fucking answer I've ever fucking heard I'm not going into my second story. No. <laughs> Todd, can you can can you speak, Todd? No? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm sorry you guys that we are experiencing these technical difficulties. I'm not sure exactly what the hell is going on. Um You sound really drunk. Really? <laughs> Sounds like I do too. Oh, I guess screw the show today. I guess I mean I don't know what else to do, you guys.
3: Uh, what else? Y'all hear me now? Hear me.
2: <laughs>
0: this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. a
3: little, a little yeah. bit. Nothing.
2: Oh Worse
1: yeah. than me turning on the computer and starting over.
2: Just don't or get mad. Just don't. Go back to How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon? iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out.
0: I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) Should I read my story or no? Yeah, read your story, Rico. Read your story. All right. For the
3: uh, AV-ish yours, don't have the feedback. I think we good. Cool. So, a why genie once told you you wish for. Some things just might come true. 2016 or maybe 2017... One of your legalization activists and advocates from the ground was simple enough, right? Back then we had a good old two one to one ratio on the here in LA and on the surface it made sense. Damn near everybody was hot. And before Measure M passed, before you were not, you just knew as many spots uh, you could uh, but what if, big what if, the end, we ended up having more pot shops? Well, in Aber- Albuquerque, New Mexico, that's exactly.
1: Rico, news. Rico.
3: We Rico. Albuquerque. Can you hear me? The stores open. The news comes with less.
1: Please than- stop talking.
3: New Mexico became the 18th state. Legalized adult use in 2021. Shift to green Rico, Rico. dominance. The causing conflict between the owners and, according to high industry, members against
0: one another.
1: Okay. Jason, speak.
0: Yes. Yes. Jason? Gretchen, can you hear me? Gretchen.
1: Better than when Rico was talking. Okay. So, but there's still a lag.
0: This is crazy. I, I, I mean, we had such a great show yesterday. I don't understand what the what the hell the, is the difference is today. What's going on?
2: <laughs> no idea. Go ahead, Gretchen. Uh, Read your story, Gretchen.
0: Read your story, Gretchen. Gretchen, go ahead and read your story.
1: Okay, what the hell? All right. Hold on. Okay, my headline... Denied businesses won answers from Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission. This is coming from WSFA 12 News. Uh, With Alabama's medical cannabis process on pause, those businesses which were denied licenses won answers. Urologist Dr. Brian Stone is one of the many applicants who were denied a medical cannabis business license. At this point, our concern, uh, because a lot of us are connected and we know individuals related to the process and around the process, is that the process was not done fairly. We knew what the criteria was. We want to know how the application was processed. The thresholds that you had to exceed to actually be considered, said Antoine Mordecai, the Alabama State Director of Minorities for Medical Marijuana. In an emergency meeting, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission voted to put the business licenses process on pause. The group said it was because of potential inconsistencies in the scoping of applications. <laughs> One that we found is a lack of minority-owned businesses. Minority-owned businesses that I have to be awarded a to a neurologist neurologist And a need of, of Alabama. So I just, want a, I just want a lot of these questions. I just want a lot of these questions. To, to minority-owned businesses. Of the 21 licenses awarded one reason for a business with 51% license minority license. honor. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Jasha. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry <laughs> Jasha. I'm sorry. Is everyone else I'm sorry. <laughs> <Anyway>. I took off my headphones
3: because I, yeah, I, I heard you I heard your regular voice and then I heard a bunch of uh carbaggio yeah. yeah. today,
2: y'all. Yeah. What y'all think we should cut it? Yeah,
3: Yeah, we're, we need to enter it to the mix. Maybe we can uh, um, um, pop it up. Yeah, that sounded too bad right now, you What the shit was smooth on Juneteenth. I appreciate that. <laughs> 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 it's a win for the... I can't even hear Jason now. It's kind of cool to have the reason something. This is fucking crazy. This is an attack.
0: So, Adam, you have no clue as to what what, what could fix this or what's causing this or anything. No clue. All right, well, today's going to be the last day we use Discord. I can tell you that much. No idea. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. Love you guys. Bye. Yep. that sent
3: back on here oh yes
0: and I think we're back what do you guys, can you guys hear us out there, can you you hear us out there, I'm not sure I can hear you, oh yeah well if Gretchen can hear me then you know the world can hear me,
1: that's all that matters Rico though, you're sitting on your side there we go
0: There 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 go. go. there we go there we go we got some on with us All right. all right. All right. So who who wants to deliver their story? Who thinks they let me go? I'm going I'm to go with mine. How about that, Jason? All right. How about <laughs> can't that? wait? How about that? All right.
3: Thank you all for, uh, for joining us ever and rejoining us as we deal with these little audio visual uh, gremlins. But uh, my story is a little bit about, you know, got to be careful what you wish for. Because a wise genie once told me it just might come true. You see, over the years, especially back in 2016 or 17, one of the most frequently heard arguments and chants by pro-legalization activists and advocates on the ground was regulate cannabis like alcohol. Seems simple enough at the time, but um, back then in the good old 215 days, we probably had a one-to-one ratio of liquor stores here in LA uh, when it came to dispensaries. And it all made sense. Damn near everybody was smoking weed, whether they wanted to admit it or not. And before Measure Impasse, whether you were in the game or not, Uh, you knew just as many spots you can grab an eighth as you could in a fifth. But what if, big what if, dispensaries won out, and in the end, we ended up having more pot shops than liquor stores. Well, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that's exactly what happened. And according to KRQE News, the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, now has more cannabis dispensaries than liquor stores open. Uh, News comes less than two years after the state of New Mexico became the 18th In the union to legalize adult use back in 2021 but not everybody's happy about it and uh the high number of liquor stores is allegedly causing conflict between owners and according to high times it's been turning the local industry members against one another in a fight to stay alive while in the ever-present battle between booze hounds and potheads this news from new mexico is a win for the stoners but it doesn't mean it's a win for everybody because like any other state starting a cannabis business in new mexico has not been easy dispensaries still have to fight with extensive red tape and ongoing hurdles such as high entry uh, um, costs as well as uh, taxes Um, they're still dealing with those to, to survive with more cannabis stores open than alcohol you're dealing with More competition in an industry flooded with players in a game where big banks eat little banks and few tears are shed over the non-survivors. Larger players like Relief Cannabis mentioned in this article cozy up to local politicians and promise local jobs to loosening it um, and convert those into loosening zoning rules and to make exceptions for them to move into spots um, meant for smaller operators offering a more professional looking option lower prices and a stamp of approval from local legislators smaller shops like 505 farms have been complaining about the lack of fairness and impeding doom coming for uh, coming from large multi-state and location operations but the cries have mostly been ignored so while open access to at large cannabis retail license bids may sound great for a staunch support uh, supporters of free markets could What's going on in New Mexico serve as more of a cautionary tale to others, especially small business owners who have been pleading for years for similar infrastructure. Enrico, let me the on the street. hear from you guys. What do you guys think about this?
2: Well, I can say that, um, you know, New Mexico, I'm very familiar with uh, the scene out there and it is growing pretty rapidly. But, you know, you have. Just the same old story, same song and dance as everywhere else in the United States of America. It's a rush to get open. They inundate the market, saturate it with product, um, with options for consumers, and it really dilutes the opportunity for a lot of people. So it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I know they just opened up a couple of the first lounges there, too. So we're going to see uh, probably a shift in, in the consumption there as well.
0: Well, I mean, what I about mean, you, Jason? With, I mean, New Mexico might be a hot spot now, but when Texas finally does something, that market is going to be dead.
2: It's true. I agree with that. I agree with that. But New Mexico is, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, it's it's such a popular in thing in a place like New Mexico, actually. What's so New maybe, New you know, maybe it's smaller than Texas by a lot, but you know, it's the, the habit the habits are going to be created over the course of uh, you know this this growing uh, you know local economy there, and we're going to probably see it be substantial. But yeah, I mean, in southern New Mexico, they're on the border with uh, El Paso, right? So yeah, the, the stores it's, in it's, New
0: Mexico that are doing the highest revenue are all the ones that are close to the Texas border. Those are all the yeah. ones that are doing all the highest numbers in in all of New Mexico. I, I I definitely agree with that.
1: Jason, I don't think anyone is making the argument that New Mexico is going to be the largest thriving market in the world. No. But I agree with Saman. I don't think it's going to just disappear. I think that might be a good craft, unique uh, boutique kind craft. of a market for folks. Okay. Uh, I've met a lot of folks okay. from New Mexico and they're... They're a certain breed. So I think they will They're absolutely crafty. keep their market alive and well uh, and just build it the way that they want. They don't have to be, you know, the biggest market <laughs> in the country to be flourishing.
0: Agreed. I mean, thanks, Gretchen. One for the home. All right. I, I heard how you started off, how you agreed with me, Gretchen. So I'm just going to take that. No, off. I don't
1: agree with you. No, 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 no. I was agreeing with Simon. Simon. <laughs> <Yeah. Saman. laughs> Never agree with you, Jason Beck.
0: I bet I have something you could agree about.
1: Oh, d- I don't want to know. Best weed in the world. Best weed in the world. That's that's, that's it. not it. He knows. <laughs> I think his weed is boof. Oh, them is fighting words. Fighting Ooh. words. I think we should do my headline again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Go, go ahead, Gretchen. I want to. I want to. I want to hear about yours because yours, yours, definitely interests me. It's al- Mine it's, is interesting. Is Alabama right?
1: Good old Alabama. All right um who would think that racism would be alive and well in alabama denied businesses want answers from alabama medical cannabis commission with alabama's medical cannabis process on pause those businesses which were denied licenses want answers urologist dr brian stone is one of the many applicants who were denied a medical cannabis business license at this point, our concern, because a lot of us are connected and we know individuals related to the process and around the process, And is that the process was not fairly done. Yeah. We knew what the criteria was. We want to know how the application was processed, the thresholds that you had to exceed to actually be considered, said Antoine Mordecai, the Alabama State Director for Minorities for Medical Marijuana. In an emergency meeting, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission voted to put the business license process on pause. The group said it was because of potential inconsistencies in the scoring of applications. One that we found is a lack of minority-owned businesses being awarded licenses. I happen to be African-American urologist and a native of Alabama, so I just want a lot of these questions answered, said Stone. Alabama's law requires a quarter of the licenses to be awarded to minority-owned businesses, of the 21 licenses awarded, one processor license was given to a business with a 51% minority ownership. The other applicants are either redacted or answer no to being minority owned. When we have equity in the process, everybody benefits. Another concern is who scored the applications instead of the expected personnel from the University of South Alabama. Who did they hire instead? Did they have connections with any of the other applicants? You know, are there applicants of interest? There's lots of things we don't know. Commission Director John McMillan released a statement that said the commission will work expeditiously to investigate and identify inconsistencies in the score data. Out of an abundance of caution, we are suspending all current procedural timelines until those matters are resolved. Um, I think it's pretty cut and dry here. Alabama didn't award a quarter of their licenses to minority businesses, so I don't understand why there's some great mass confusion. Go back, figure out who the license holders are, and award them to the minority business owners. Uh, now, if those minority business owners, by their standards, are not meeting the standards, uh, then they need to be very transparent about what they are looking for and perhaps help these folks figure out how to get a higher score. This is Gretchen for Hyatt and I News.
2: It just sounds like it just sounds like another opportunity for someone to take advantage of a person of color, a person that's been subjugated to, uh, you know, draconian and pejorative laws uh, regarding cannabis. So I just think it's it's horseshit. But, um, you know, it's like it's all the same. It's just a game. It's like they say, oh, we don't have minority businesses, but then those people that lost are just going to go partner with a you know applicant that's going to. It's going to meet the requirements and they're going to, you know, potentially get a license and it'll just be a perpetuation of the nonsense.
0: Sounds like America to me. <laughs> Gret- Gret- Gret, I'm a little confused. Can you summarize the yes. story into two sentences or less?
1: Uh, minority license applicants are pissed off that only one license was awarded to a minority when state law says a quarter of the licenses are to go to minorities.
0: How many licenses did they give out in the state? I thought they only 21. Two.
1: 21 they awarded 21. licenses.
0: I mean, in all fairness... Where are you coming up with two? In all fairness, I was just... At, uh, in, in all fairness, I think... Yes. ...that those minorities that are feeling that they didn't receive these licenses, maybe they should just be thankful right now that they're not going to experience any... Injuries.
3: Oh, my God. you should be thankful. In, in all fairness? That, that's
2: fairness? That's what, wait, that's- wait. To Jason's defense, though... Have you operated in like as a cannabis business in this industry, Rico? That, one they they one are one saving themselves the headache impressive. for yeah, sure yeah. if they're not going to you know, Fairness? Like,
3: <laughs> hey, hey, it, 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 yeah, those also, things think the same thing. Uh, Define fairness,
2: I guess. What is, what is fairness? I mean, I mean, you see the state of the industry. It's like, it's a real, really be a, to, to be a one. legal op- <laughs> operator.
1: Oh, I, mean, I have a, and I, maybe this is a totally ridiculous random thought, but what do you think about making applications colorblind? And <laughs> hold on, Rico, don't laugh at me. Yeah. I'm talking completely anonymous that yeah. someone yeah. submits it. They're okay. just a number. You don't know race. You don't know who they are. You don't know if they're an MSO. Like you don't know shit about who the applicant is. It sounds so think like that would I mean, help.
2: It's only blockchain, blockchain would be able to solve that problem. But I mean, one of the requirements, Gretchen, is that the ownership of those businesses.
1: I get that. I get that. I'm, a, I'm aware that. I'm aware. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this all out the window. Come on.
2: Hypothetical.
3: Hypothetical.
1: But, but, or, but, hypothetical but, do you think this but, would help but, with the minority? Because the idea is that minorities are being looked over, that they are not getting their fair shake. If we take that out of the process, do you think more minorities would be getting licenses? Or you think it's all just totally effed?
2: Um, if you so stop if that process, gonna then you're going to let in people that you really don't want to do
1: this. I'm saying no I'm, identifying no. markers on who these people are well, applying. Well, I'm going to
0: say there's a big difference between someone that puts a, together an application from at their home uh. that thinks they know what they're doing in comparison mm-hmm. to someone who's a professional application writer putting an application together. So right. unless they were hiring someone like that to do that— is the MSOs are already gonna are gonna do that, so they're already gonna end up winning because they're gonna go through those extra steps to really make sure that they're hitting all of those single points on the application process.
2: Yeah, and the scoring rubric is is partially scored on you know like other other businesses that you started in cannabis and, and exactly. your experience. So it's like you know that's a that's the majority of why they want some of these guys in there, other than like rather than a, a, a first time operator. Um, minority dissent or not it's like you know that's probably more of more of it they want to they want the people that have the best chance of you know paying the taxes to the state
3: i mean in a hypothetical world that race doesn't matter and like all that stuff i mean would these people be in a better place yeah <laughs> in a hypothetical well, world, like we would all be in a better place hold on if, if it didn't work that way my um, uh, my experience living what? and working in the South, like, that ain't going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you remember my story from the other week about Alabama's, you know, I read the, you know, that they awarded their licenses. They they have restrictions, weird restrictions on product, like they can only have peach-flavored gummies, you know, uh, it's like.
1: Or was that Georgia? No, that's Alabama, you're right. Alabama.
2: And, and so, I mean, it's all ass-backwards now. I mean, it's been ass backwards, so you know there's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting any like real change or real reform of any of their policy or their ideology. But hey, peaches, peaches get a fair shake in Alabama.
0: Hey, let me, let me, let me read this last story for you guys. This is this. What, is
3: what a, about what about cherries and fruit punch, man? Like, what about them? Like,
0: Stop <laughs> it, dude, do. I don't
3: know if cherries are an Alabama thing. All
0: right, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, they, this
3: they deserve a fair shake at the at the market too.
0: I'm, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this last story for you guys. This is this this is a real quickie, so we can wrap wrap, wrap this up today. Make it quick. Yep. Yeah. All right, you're gonna love this, Sam. All right, because Colorado marijuana prices rise for the first time in two years. The COVID oh. pandemic sparked a big change in marijuana prices. Sales reached their highest ever levels between the summers of 2020 and 2021. And the price retailers pay for bulk cannabis has crashed ever since. The average market price for a pound of Colorado marijuana Bud has been falling since early 2021, according to the Colorado Department of Revenue figures. And in January 2021, Bud was at its highest price since 2016 at $1,731 per pound. By April 2023, it had shrunk to less than half the price at $649 a pound the lowest price ever recorded since Colorado began its first legal marijuana sales. This month, though, though retail prices have ticked upwards, the price for a pound of bud went up from $649 to a whopping $703 in June. This is the first time retail has risen since October of 2021, and this is the longest stretch of time since legalization that marijuana prices have been so low. They reached a low point in 2018 but promptly rose again through the pandemic since early 2022 they have been on average but about the price of the previous two years at the same time Colorado's total marijuana sales have fallen to five-year lows and total monthly sales have bounced between 125 million and 140 million since last winter they haven't been that consistently consistently low since 2018 dang well you know what can i say man there's there's a lot of good
2: weed out there colorado's weed is good but there's just a lot of it and it's all indoor a lot of it's indoor, not all um but hey let me just read the headline of my story because this is a good story out of oklahoma uh police nearly 100 pounds seized of illegal marijuana in ardmore oklahoma ardmore i think we i think i know where ardmore is at uh, Ardmore Police Department says they found 95 pounds of marijuana stuffed inside blast- black trash bags during a traffic stop. Investigators say the marijuana was headed to the black market. Officials say the Department Criminal Interdiction Unit st- started only a month ago but has already been responsible for several drug seizures. In fact, the unit has seized nearly $1 million from suspected drug proceeds. The department says those funds will be used for new equipment, training, and vehicles. Gonna get a tank, guys. <laughs> that's my story, and I think that that's our show, and we made it amazing. Yes. We
0: Shout out like
2: the Black to Black Trash team. Bags every every year. Black
0: Trash Bags always end up on top. Yes, we apologize hey. for the technical difficulties today, you guys. Sorry about that. We'll just have our shit together tomorrow. Maybe. What? Yes. <laughs> Amazing, amazing!
2: High nine news. We got our shit together, guys. Everyone listening, can yeah. we do the outro?
0: I can still yeah. do the outro.
1: Yeah, bro, come on, Rico, bro. give it. Come on with it. I like hum it.
3: Thank you all for joining us for another episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays nine a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fan showing love even through our audio visual struggles like today, getting their comments projected live on the big screen, and also. To the live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos. To our Vita Correspondent team tuning in from all over the globe, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. And our production team, Cloud Media Partners, Zora Owen Lamit over here, (laughs) The uh, the Vortex 91 Club, and all of our sponsors keeping us running over here. And to the haters out there, you might have got a win today, man. You might have got a W. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna be back like we left something tomorrow bringing it again it's been june 20th tuesday taco tuesday 2023 yeah hello hope that was enough for y'all to put in your pipe and smoke at least
2: yeah
3: i'm Rico me the dopest dad on the street and i gotta you know schools out and everything i gotta go to get my dope dad on today um saman razani you got the outro today man what you got my man
2: Man, be safe out there, everyone. Watch your six, stay on your toes, and stay positive as always. Respect.